This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 248, Comic Talk, DC Marvel Solicitations for May 2015. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 248. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is our solicitations episode, or our, sorry, our comic talk episode, looking at solicitations for May 2015. Uh, we're going to look at DC and Marvel. Let's just jump right in, why don't we? Um, as always, I go through the, uh, the Newsarama uh, links to the full solicitations for both companies, and I go in kind of their order, and I'll just kind of look at some of the highlights for these particular um, months. Uh, I'll have actually a lot more to say than normal on DC, just because it's an interesting month because of all the different one-shots, uh, not one-shots, I should say, um, two-issue miniseries that will be ending in May. Uh, so, which would have started in April, which we would have discussed in our last episode, uh, where we looked at the solicitations. Uh, you can go back and listen to that episode if you want. Uh, I, I thought I knew which episode that would even be. I, I thought I'd be able to tell you. Uh, I guess you can take a look at episode 236, which is our solicitations episode for uh, April 2015. Anyways, let's jump right in with DC. So, we start off right up top with Convergence number 5, 6, 7, and 8, as we... Bring it all to a close as it's a weekly series, four dollars an issue. Um, I'm actually sorry. The last issue is actually four ninety nine. Uh, it's written by Jeff King. There's issues five alone, and then six, seven, and eight he does with Scott Lobdell. Uh, artwork on uh, issue five is by Andy Cooper and Sandra Hope. Uh, number six is by Ed Meta. Ed, sorry, Ed Bennis. Um, number seven by Aaron Lepresti and Mark Morales, and then issue eight by Carlo. Pagulan and Steven Segovia. So uh, a lot of changes there. Uh, just a lot of different artists. I'll be interested to see what this ends up looking like. Like It's hard to tell based on what we get in the solicitation copy. Obviously there's an issue with the threat to the multiverse grows as Brainiac confronts his creation Telos. Uh, the surviving heroes of Earth 2 are stuck in the middle. Blah, blah, blah. So this could be interesting. Uh, I, I, we won't really know until I think it starts. And then by the time it starts, it's almost over. Uh, then we've got the slew of miniseries. So we've got Convergence, The Atom. Um, this is coming out, I guess, May 6th. So all the May 6th releases are starring characters from pre-Flashpoint DCU. Uh, so we've got The Atom, um, which is going to be having Ray Palmer and Ryan Choi. And we're also going to have Deathstroke there. Uh, we've got, uh, and it looks like every issue is going to be exercised looking at a sneak peek of what's coming next. So they're really trying to push um, you know, what the next step is after Convergence. Uh, we've got Batgirl. Um, for sake of argument, everything I say is Convergence colon title. Uh, so when I mention a title, it's just that's what it is. Um, by Elisa Quitney and Rick Leonardi. Rick Leonardi, I, know, I don't really know the art, the writer, though. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, Batgirl and what Stephanie Brown is doing because I, I really liked her as Batgirl. Uh, you got Batman and Robin. Uh, it's a Bat Family reunion with Bruce, Damien, and Jason Todd, so you know things aren't going to end well, but it gets a lot worse when Batman and Robin have to fight the extremists. This is by Ron Mars and Dennis Cowan. I'm actually surprised Dennis Cowan's doing the interiors. Nice to see Ron Mars doing stuff with the DC again. Uh, Steve Pugh and Phil Winslade doing the Harley Quinn series. Uh, it just It's nice to see the classic uh, Harley Quinn. Um, and it looks like they're going up against uh, her, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy, going up against Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. So that could actually be a lot of fun. Uh, there's a Justice League um, issue by Frank Thierry and Vicente Cifuentes. I love Frank Thierry, so I'm really excited to see what that's going to be like um, as they go up against, I guess, the Flashpoint Aquaman. 
Uh, Gail Simone is doing uh, the Nightwing Oracle one, which I'm really excited to see. Um, because it just I I'm just excited to see what she can do with seeing Oracle again. Uh, Convergence: The Question by Greg Rucka and Kelly Hamner. Uh, this will be interesting as we have um, uh, Two Face versus Har- Flashpoint. Harvey Dent as uh, Romina and Toya gets to be the Question again. Very cool. Uh, long overdue to see that character again. Uh, Convergence: Speed Force by Tony Bedard and Tom Grummet. Um, seeing you know. Wally and his family. I mean, that's that's exciting too. Uh, Convergence Superman. Uh, we've got Dan Jurgens doing the art and writing it, um, which should be really exciting. Um, I don't know how they're going to factor in the Flashpoint Kal El because he's so different, but this could be really cool. And seeing Lois married as Clark and pregnant. I mean, these are things you just. It's nice to kind of go back to them and and see what could have happened to these characters after we last saw them. Uh, Fabian Nicieza is doing the uh, the writing on Convergence Titans. Um, which it looks like we've got Arsenal, Donna Troy against the extremists. Again, some more of the extremists kind of being in different books. And then uh, the following weeks, so that's all on May 6th. May 13th, we've got Convergence Aquaman by Bedard and Cliff Richards, as it's the uh, the hook version of Aquaman, because uh, this is all the Zero Hour era characters. Uh, Larry Hama and Philip Tam doing the Shadow of the Bat uh, miniseries, as uh, Batman and Azrael team up against the original Wetworks lineup from the Wildstorm universe. Uh, even says armor up, which just made me laugh. Uh, Catwoman, uh, by Justin Gray and Ron Randall, has uh, witnessed this shocking conclusion to the Catwoman's altercation with the Kingdom Come Batman. That could be really cool. Uh, Green Arrow, uh, the first ever meeting between Oliver Queen and Connor, Connor Hawk gets more complicated when they are attacked by Kingdom Comes. Dina Lance and Oliver Queen, again, that has a lot of potential. It's by Christy, Christy Marks and Rags Morales. Um, the Green Lantern Parallax uh, miniseries by Bedard again and Ron Wagner. Uh, it'd be cool just to see that version of, of Hal uh, and that version of Kyle. I mean, a lot of this is just a giant nostalgia trip. Uh, Ron Mars is writing uh, the Justice League International um, miniseries. Is it time to say goodbye to Ted Court and Marshall Manhunter forever? If it is, if the heroes of the Kingdom Come universe have anything to say about it. So obviously, the Zero Hour characters are all fighting with the Kingdom Come characters. Um, Suicide Squad has Bane and Cyborg Superman joining Amanda Waller in her Suicide Squad's attack on Kingdom Come's Green Lantern's floating fortress of Nuoa. That just sounds like a lot of fun. It's by Frank Thierry and Tom Mandrake. Uh, then we've got uh, Nicieza and Carl Moline doing um, a Superboy miniseries uh, against uh, Kingdom Come Superman. Uh, you got the Supergirl Matrix. It's just nice to see that version of the character remembered. Uh, but Keith Giffen and Timothy Green, the second, and Joseph Silver. Um, and it looks like it's Ambush Bug fighting with Supergirl as well. Um, and we got Louis Simonson and June Brigham, Brigman, sorry, doing uh, Superman the Man of Steel, uh, which is going to be up against Gen 13. Uh, and then the following week, May 20th, we go back to Convergence Adventures of Superman number two uh, by Rob, uh, Marv Wolfman and Roberto Villacava and Andy Owens as we now get to see all the Crisis and Infinite Earths era characters. Um, so it'll be interesting to see this version of Supergirls featuring in the Superman uh, issue. Uh, you got uh, the return of the Batman and the Outsiders, which should be really cool. Um, Convergence, The Flash, which is a classic kind of Barry Allen Flash by Dan Abnett and Federico Dallocchio. Uh Convergence, Green Lantern Corps, which again has the Green Lantern Corps as of this era, which will be really cool. And they're all up against characters from The Great Disaster. Uh, I'm not, not really familiar with David Gallagher or Gallagher or Steve Ellis, but uh, I'm hoping it'll be good. Um, Convergence Hawkman by Jeff Parker. Uh, kind of seeing 
a, a kind of a classic versions of Hawkman. Uh, Miss Yeza is teaming up with Criss Cross to do a Justice League America. Uh, we get to see the Detroit Justice League returning, which will be kind of fun. Uh, Marv Wolfman and Nicholas Scott are doing a new Teen Titans, which I think is going to look great and be awesome because Marv Wolfman is just a great writer. Um, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes get a series. Like, this is such a nostalgia trip that, I mean, I think they're going to do really well with this two-issue, uh, these two months of comics, but just because they're tapping into something that people want. They're tapping into specific versions of characters. Like, there's generations that either got in the comics, you know, between Zero Hour and Flashpoint, they're going to enjoy the, you know, the first week of releases. Uh, if they got in the comics around, you know, the late, 80s, early 90s, that kind of era, they're really good. They're going to find something for them. Uh, if they got into comics before that, they're going to have the crisis kind of era characters, um, not just on the May 20th issues, which are like Swamp Thing, Wonder Woman, etc. But then you've got issues like action comics where they go back and it's a little bit more kind of Earth 2 ish characters, uh, including uh, Convergence Blue Beetle, um, which you've got the Charlton Comics characters. You've got the classic version of Blue Beetle. Uh, all the heroes kind of look the same. Uh, Captain Adam and the Question. Uh, just very cool to kind of see them. And again, Lovedell is writing that one. Uh, I'm really excited for Convergence Booster Gold, uh, just to see Jan Jurgens return to the character once more. Um, the Crime Syndicate looks like it's the, it's the classic, you know, Earth Three version of uh, you know before it was the you know the Grant Morrison kind of era version. It had the more classic version of the. Um, of the crime syndicate. All right. And I'm really excited to see this. It's by Bucciolato and Phil Winslade. Um, also, it'd be interesting to see them go up against DC 1 million. Like that just seems like a mismatch, but that could be really cool. Uh, Len Wein and uh, Dennis Cowan do the detective comics um, issue, which again is on earth two with Helena Wayne and Dick Grayson trying to keep Bruce Wayne's memory alive. There's an infinity Inc one by Jerry Ordway and Ben Caldwell. Uh, Dan Abnett and Tom Dernick and Trevor Scott do a justice society of America. So again, the last week of the month is kind of, you know, pre-crisis, but really alternate universes. Like, uh, there's one all about um, uh, Earth X, etc. So, and also there's like a Shazam one by D- uh, Jeff Parker and uh, Doc Shaner. Uh, World's Finest Comics by Paul Levitz and a, a bunch of artists. Um, so I'm really excited. And then there's the Digital First, which don't obviously have anything to do with this. Um, but yeah, and then if we go into some of the trade paperbacks, there's a Black uh, Canary and Zatanna. Blood Spell trade paperback coming as well. Uh, let me just go into more of the trades. Uh, the sixth volume of Aquaman, this one by Jeff Parker and Paul Pelletier, comes out in hardcover. Uh, the second Aquaman and the Others trade, and final, I guess, uh, Aquaman and the Others trade paperback is coming out. Uh, I've got uh, Batman and Robin Volume 5, The Big Burn, which I wasn't a huge fan of, and it kind of just is what happens between kind of the um, the Requiem for Damien and the Search for Damien. It just kind of, it's just not the greatest story by Tomasi in that book, but it's still good. Uh, the first trip paperback of Deathstroke uh, called Gods of War uh, comes out, uh, which is collecting issues, the first six issues of that series. Uh, there's Infinity Man and the Forever People, Volume 1, Planet of the Humans, which has issues 1 to 9, which I thought was the entire series, but I could be wrong. Um, for those who haven't tried... Uh, Grayson, they're actually putting it in hardcover, uh, which collects uh, four issues of Grayson plus the Grayson Futures End issue, which is actually really good, as well as uh, a story from Secret Origins number seven. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws gets its sixth trade paperback. Uh, Superman gets its fifth trade paperback called uh, What Lies Beneath by Greg Pak and Aaron Cooter. Um, we've got Justice League Volume 6, the Injustice League hardcover that I mentioned earlier. So it's issues 30 to 39. So it's two arcs, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, you get 10 issues for $25 US. So that's 
actually a pretty good deal these days compared to most. Um, they got the second Je- uh, Jeff Johns Green Lantern Omnibus coming out, which collects one hell of a big package. It's 1,040 pages. Uh, Swamp Thing Volume 6 comes out in trade. World's Finest Volume 5. Uh, Batman Gothic Deluxe Edition hardcover, um, which feels a, a, a little overpriced, but it should be good. I'm excited for this. We've got the, a new edition of Batman Cataclysm. It's co- collecting issues that were never before collected in the old trade paperback, so I'm super pumped for this. Um, collecting older material as well. There's Green Arrow Volume 3 by Mike Grell, The Trial of Oliver Queen. Um, continuing the, you know, kind of reprinting old material. Uh, there's uh, The Question, Falling in Place, trade paperback by Rick Veach and Tommy Lee Edwards, which I think was mid-2000s, as well as uh, Nightwing Volume 2, Rough Justice, collecting issues 9 to 18, and Nightwing Annual Number 1 from the 90s series by Chuck Dixon and Scott McDaniel. Um, Secret Six continues to have giant trade paperbacks. Of the second volume has 14 issues of uh, the Secret Six ongoing that Gail Simone did with Nicholas Scott. I kind of want to buy these larger collections, uh, just because I have the original trades and I kind of want to trade up. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight, Norm Brayfogle hardcovers coming out, which uh, for fans of kind of the of Brayfogle um, Batman, you really can't go wrong. Fifty bucks, you get five hundred twenty pages. I believe it's um, uh, I think it's like twenty one issues or something. So that's a, a good package. Um, and that's more. I mean, there's some other stuff with um, Vertigo, etc. But I'm not going to mention it at this point. But there is some other stuff that uh, DC is publishing as well, including a, a Salmon Gallery Edition hardcover, um, which just has a, a lot of different kind of assorted pages from Sandman 2 to 75. Uh, and also, now this is cool. Uh, they have a replica coming out that uh, it's the reverse flash ring. That kind of cool. Uh, and it's 35 bucks though, so that's a little expensive. Right, but I guess it's a cool replica. Anyways, let's uh, turn our uh, attentions over to Marvel, why don't we? Uh, first, th- first up, I mean, it's it's the biggest news Marvel's going to have for the year. It's Secret Wars number one by Jonathan Hickman and Asad Ribic, and as well, there's also the second issue. Both issues are five dollars though, so it's not going to be cheap. Um, and then we've got Captain America: Mighty Avengers number eight. Um, it's the stories about the end of the world. Uh, so it's Al Ewing and Luke Ross. Loki, Agent of Asgard, is going to be going into its last hours as well. Um, again, the I, they're not actually saying which branding they're falling under, but they're kind of describing it. Um, you know, it's the last days. Uh, Magneto as well, but Colin Bunn and Paul Davidson. That book is unfortunately kind of just flown under the radar. It hasn't been great, but it has been pretty good. Um, they're really trying to push the Inhumans. There's an Inhumans Adeline Rising um, coming out by Sewell, who's kind of the master of that universe. There's Ultimate End number one by Bendis and Bagley uh, as they kind of end the Ultimate Universe. Uh, I know, to me, it kind of already happened in the, um, in the, what's it called, in Ultimatum, but I guess now it's really happening. Master of Kung Fu number one, I don't know why Shang-Chi's going to Kunlun, but that could be interesting. It's just kind of a weird, it feels like a weird uh, mix, but it could be really cool. Uh, by Hayden Blackman and Delibor Teladic, so uh, talent I don't really know that well. Uh, Secret Wars Battle War number one of four, which is just, you know, it's not the, just the smaller stories. By Josh Williamson and Ed Brisson uh, doing the writing, and Mike Henderson and Scott Hepburn doing the art. Uh, Secret Wars Journal number one, which again is this, this kind of the, the, a bunch of smaller stories that don't really fit into the big one. Um, it's by Prudence Shen and Michael Rosenberg, again, people I don't know, by Ramo, Ramon Box and Luca Pizarro do the art. Uh, it's one of those companion series that 
I don't. They just kind of. It feels like they just kind of jam them together, and it doesn't even have talent I even recognize. Doesn't mean it's not going to be good, but I don't know. Um, and then we've got uh, Deadpool's Secret Wars number one, Secret Secret Wars number one by Colin Bunn and Matteo Loli and Jacopo Camagni. Uh, this is going to be a tie into the original Secret Wars, which I think is going to be fun. Uh, it definitely is silly enough. Uh, Inferno number one, so it, we're going to be uh, one of the realities that's going to be part of Battleworld is from the original Inferno storyline, but what if the X Men lost, basically? Which I think was already done as a done in one, uh, what if, but whatever. It, it could be cool. By Dennis Hopeless and artwork by Javier Garon. Love the Adi Granoff cover, though, as well as the regular cover by Garon. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet also gets one of these miniseries. Um, the What If Things Didn't Quite Go the Same. It's by Jerry Dugan and Dustin Weaver. Dustin Weaver also doing the art. Uh, old Man Logan, so again, all those those teasers we got months ago, they all kind of come to roost that there are different realities that exist on Battleworld. So this is written by Bendis and artwork by Sorrentino. Uh, Secret Wars 2099, number one of five, is replacing Spider-Man 2099. It's by Peter David and Will Slinney, so the same creative team is moving over. I'm, I'm really torn on whether or not I want to continue with this book, even though I really have enjoyed Spider-Man 2099. Uh, where Monsters Dwell number one as Garth Ennis returns to Marvel Comics, uh, proper as they say in the solicitation copy, which should be cool. Um, doing kind of a his own type of thing because he can do anything, and that's part of Battle World, really. Uh, a Force, which is kind of a stupid name, Avengers Force would have been cooler than this. By G. Willow Wilson and Margaret Bennett, uh, they're doing the writing chores with Jorge Molina on art. Cool idea. It's you know kind of a, an old female strike team of Avengers. That's cool. I just I think the name is kind of lame. Uh, and, and we're not really sure who's in it or who's actually part of it. I mean, the cover is not necessarily indicative of that. Uh, Planet Hulk gets a return. Um, it's by Sam Humphreys and Mark Laming. A lot of these, we really don't know what to make of them because they're alternate realities, so uh, they might be very easy to kind of miss, and unfortunately, they're pricing them so high. Like, a lot of these are th- at least three ninety nine, if not four ninety nine. It's just unfortunate. Spider-Verse just ended and with a thud, but let's have a return. So it's Spider-Verse number one. As a team of spiders find themselves face-to-face with Battleworld, this is by Mike Costa, artwork by Andre Arueo, uh, Modoc Assassin, though this one I'm excited for, uh, Chris Yost writing it, Amilcar, uh, Pina doing art, so again, I don't really know the artist. Um, in a world populated by the most fearsome thieves, murderers, and never-do-wells, there is one who is a head above the rest. Ha ha ha. Uh, enter Modoc, the mental organism designed only for killing. Killville's very own Merc with a Maw is open for business, but his next job may be biting off more than he can chew. That's a painful solicitation copy. Uh, Inhuman Annual Number 1 by uh, Sewell and Stegman, as they continue uh, everything that's been going on in the first year of the Inhumans book. Uh, going back to Star Wars, I always find that the Marvel solicits kind of feel jumbled, like they're not really in any particular order. Like, obviously, the DC ones right now are done by solicitation date because there's like a theme of each one in terms of which characters it's using and usually it's kind of grouped in general families I feel like they just kind of throw things together in the Marvel solicit sometimes like you're reading all this stuff about uh, Secret Wars and then you got some Star Wars thrown in and it's like what? why not save that to its own spot? Uh, you got new issues of Princess Leia being solicited by Wade and Dodson. Star Wars by Aaron and Cassidy, which so far I've been loving. The first two issues were fantastic. Uh, Kanan, the last Padawan, who I guess is a, a character from Rebels, so I don't really know anything about that. Uh, I'm interested to give it a shot. Maybe I'll actually watch Rebels. I haven't watched anything Star Wars-related animated pretty much ever. I mean, I've never really watched the, um, oh god, the Clone Wars. Moving along, uh, we've got 
Let's see what's next. Uh, we've got Darth Vader by Kieran Gillen and Salvador La Roca. And then we get to uh, other stuff. So we've got Avengers versus number one. It's Avengers versus some of their old-time greatest foes. Powerful as guardian artifacts are on Earth, but can the Avengers recover them before Loki? It contains four short stories featuring the villainous Red Skull, Atuma, Loki, Modok, and more. 56-page one-shot, $5.99, written by Joe Caramagna, artwork by Andrea DeVito, Wellington Alves, Ron Lim, and Dario Brizuela. Interesting kind of one-shot that have been put together. Great art. I uh, don't know about Caramagna as a writer, um, you know what? I might give that a shot. It's a little expensive, but other than that, uh, I got uh, Uncanny Avengers Ultron Forever number one. Uh, it's a one shot, but I believe it continues in other one shots. Uh, it's called Uncanny Avengers Ultron Forever. Al Ewing and Alan Davis are doing it. Um, should be exciting. Uh, it's a time spanning epic. Uh, oh, I guess you know. I guess it began the month before because they're saying it's this is the senses shattering finish. So I guess it began a lot, the month previous, and I've completely forgot about talking about it if you want to hear me talk about it go back to episode 236 I, maybe I should because I don't even remember talking about it myself um, <laughs> next up is Avengers World as we again I guess it's continuing to show what happens before time ran out uh, or was running out uh, Uncanny Avengers and it's, sorry, and it's by Frank Barbier and Marco Cicchetto uh, Uncanny Avengers 5 it looks like again the there's a truth that will shatter the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So again, it feels like they're going to just be Inhumans, which is too bad just because I like them as mutants. They've been mutants since they started. I care less about their parentage and more about their heritage as mutants. Uh, anyways, Rick Remender, Daniel Kuna are the creative team. Amazing Spider-Man 18 as a huge chapter in Amazing Spider-Man history comes to a close. Peter's choices as CEO of Parker Industries comes home to roost. If it's the end of Parker Industries, I don't know if it's really a that huge a chapter ending a certain element of his history like it's only really been 18 issues that he's really been in charge of his own company and most of those he was in Spider-Verse not even dealing with it uh, in fact six of those so really maybe 12 issues has he ever really been around as CEO uh, and the rest were auto as CEO so I think that, I know that solicitation copy is usually pretty overblown but that feels even more overblown uh, Basic Spider-Man 18.1 by Jerry Conway and Brian Carlo Barberi I'm super excited to see what Jerry Conway brings to the book. Um, I think that's really, really exciting. It's too bad that I kind of would have preferred if they'd done the, you know, kind of 16.1.2.3.4 kind of idea instead of every issue being a point one, like it's 17.1, 18.1. Like, I think that almost gets more confusing. Uh, Silk number four. Now, I haven't had a chance to read Silk number one yet, but I've heard that it's actually surprisingly good and charming. So I'm actually excited to read this. It's uh, by, with Silk and Johnny Storm. It's by Robbie Thompson and Stacey Lee. Uh, Spider-Gwen number four coming out by Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, that's actually about to come out. Actually, I guess when this episode goes up, Spider-Gwen number one will have just come out on the 25th of March, sorry, February. Spider-Woman number seven by Hopeless and Rodriguez. Hopefully the book starts to get an identity because it was just part of a, a weird, not very enjoyable crossover previously. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 number 12, so I guess this is the last issue that we'll get before it becomes uh, Spider-Whatever um, I said uh, for 2099 earlier. Uh, Miss Marvel uh, number 15, Again, by G. Willow Wilson and Takeshi Miwazawa, who I love. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what his take on Ms. Marvel is going to be. George Romero's Empire of the Dead, Act 3, Number 2. James Patterson, Max Ride, First Flight, Number 3. Uh, Olu Hawkeye, Number 3. I'm wondering, because I think it's coming out like next week, the first issue. 
Um, have has the actual like previous fraction run ended? Like I knew we got the second last issue, but I don't think it's actually ended yet. So is this new series going to start before we have the the new one? Which just seems weird. Uh, Ramon Perez, he was okay on uh, the Amazing Spider-Man: Learning to Crawl, so I'm interested to see his take on Hawkeye. Jeff Lemire, I'm interested to see what he does with a Marvel character. Uh, Kelly Sudakonic is writing Captain Marvel 15. Um, with uh, I guess you know the end is nigh, so let's see how she handles it. Uh, Daredevil's almost over uh, by Mark Wade and Chris Omni, which is really too bad because they've just done such an amazing job. Ant-Man number five by Nick Spencer and Ramon Rosanas. Love this book. Um, it's, I still have some issues with it and quibbles, but it's still very enjoyable, so I'm excited to see that. Squirrel Girl, I just haven't enjoyed it. The art has not been for me. I like that she's finally getting an ongoing, that people are really responding. She's kind of like the new Daredevil, uh, so new Deadpool in that kind of sense. I just wish that it looked a little bit better. I just don't like the art. Uh, Kieran Gillen and Margaret Bennett are writing Angela Asgard's Assassin number 6 with artwork by Phil Jimenez and Stephanie Hans. I just don't really get Angela. I, I They keep trying to push her and I just I'm not being able to connect with the character. Uh, we finally get the secret identity of Thor being revealed in Thor number 8 by Jason Aaron and Russell Dowderman. Uh, there's the all new Captain America special number 1 which is the grand finale of Inhuman Error. Uh, Red Raven has Spider-Man and the Inhumans right where he wants them. Excited to see Red Raven again. Uh, I know a lot about the character more from people talking about it than ever knowing who the character actually is. Uh, Shield number six by Mark Wade and Paul Renault. Um, it's been good so far. It, it really depends on which issue, sorry, which uh, characters are involved in each issue and which artists they're going to have as well. So it's kind of a hard book to to, to uh, predict. Uh, Howard the Duck number three by Chip Sarsky and Joe Quinones. This could be really exciting. Um, could be. I mean, sometimes Howard the Duck really works, and sometimes it just doesn't. Punisher eighteen. As we're, uh, I think, building to the end of this book by Nathan Edmondson and Mitch Garads. Uh, Kari Andrews uh, brings Iron Fist Living Weapon number 12 as it's the grand finale to his Kung Fu epic, which should be cool to kind of see it all ending. Uh, Superior Iron Man number 9, which is by Tom Taylor and Neil DeRay Sinar. As, um, it looks like we're going to see more Pepper Potts. I haven't really been following this book enough. Uh, Deathlock number 8. Uh, Looks like Henry Hayes knocks on Biotech's door loudly. Michael Collins and Agent Hope have Domino. Aim can't be far behind. Uh, Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier number eight. I just don't get this book. I'm not enjoying it. I haven't really liked it. Um, I, I like that Bucky Barnes is getting a focus, but this just seems like a weird mishmash and not really the best fit for the character. Operation Sin number five with Catherine Imminen and Rich Ellis. Glad to see that, again, that Peggy is getting some focus. It's all thanks to the movies, really. It's amazing how important and influential the movies can really be. Black Widow, number 18, by Edmund Senanoto, as uh, she goes head-to-head with Chaos. Uh, Guardians 3000, number 8, has the 31st century Guardians kind of teaming up and with the um, modern-day Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy, number 27, by Bendis and Valerio Shiti. Um, apparently, you know, is the Guardians no more after what happens with the Black Vortex? We'll see if I end up caring enough about the Black Vortex storyline. So far, I'm mildly amused, but I'm not really enjoying it. Guardians team up number five as Andy Lanning and Andy Schmidt are writing a story with artwork by Gustavo Duarte. I'll be interested to see what they do with it. I hoped, I wanted this book to feel more, not in continuity, that's the wrong word, but more like a head weight and mattered more, and I feel like it's going to be kind of this 
kind of offshoot book which won't last very long because it's not going to be perceived to matter as much to the ongoing Adventures of the Guardians. Uh, Legendary Starlord number 12 by Sam Humphreys and Paco Medina. So obviously this book will kind of reflect how uh, Black Vortex ends up going and where it leaves the character afterwards. Uh, Silver Surfer number 12 by Dan Slott and Mike Alred looks interesting because um, it looks like Norrin Rad is not going to be Silver Surfer at least for a little bit. Um, maybe it has something to do with his current interactions with uh, Silver uh, with uh, Galactus. Who knows? A new issue of uh, Scotty uh, Young's uh, Rocket Raccoon, although Jake Parker is actually doing the art, so it's not quite what, what it was when it started. Um, we've got Nova number thirty-one by Jerry Dugan and David Baldion. Again, I absolutely love um, the Nova book, and so I'm excited to see what they do next. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad number three. Yeah, just throw that in the middle there. It's an adaptation of. A story about a, a, um, a ride at Disney, so why not? I mean, they made movies based on it, so it couldn't be that bad, right? Who knows? A Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors number 7 adaptation. Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number 4. Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble season 2 number 7. Uh, Night Nurse number 1 by Gene Thomas. Linda Feet and Brian Michael Bendis. So it's uh, a compilation of uh, the original Night Nurse miniseries 1972, as well as one issue of Daredevil... Uh, by Bendis, which is kind of an oddly placed one. It's going to feel really out of... It's going to feel like, well, what, what's going on in the story? Oh, it's just so I can see Night Nurse? Like, it's going to feel really weird. Um, Hulk 16, which is the grand finale to... hulk size grand finale to the Omega Hulk epic, was it's uh, finally Doc Green versus Jen Walters. It's just interesting that, that the last kind of part isn't against Red Hulk, but instead against uh, She-Hulk. Uh, also, we got uh, the return of Betty Ross. The cover's really cool because you have... Um, two versions of the of the Hulk being strangled out by Maestro, which is really cool. And it's the review. we also get to find out what happens to Lyra the Savage She-Hulk. Uh, there's Dark Tower, The Drawing of the Three, House of Cards number three by Robin Firth and Peter David. Uh, Piotr Kowalski uh, doing the art. Uh, Moon Knight number 15 continues by Colin Bunn and Ron Atkins. I like that this has kind of got a rotating creative team kind of idea. And each one kind of feels like its own series, which is kind of cool. Uh, Uncanny X-Men 600, which is the ex- explosive final issue in Brian Michael Bendis' epic X-Men saga, um, which I guess technically is before or after Uncanny X-Men 35. It's not even, I guess it has to come after, because it's the last one. Um, we'll see. It's supposed to be a big kind of crossover, kind of big, you know, impact event. Uh, it's written by Bendis again, artwork by Bacalo, Eminem, Azwar, Anka, and Fraser Irving. So basically, if they've been an artist on, except for Pacelli, of uh, All New X-Men or Uncanny X-Men, they're going to be illustrating this issue. Uh, it's five ninety nine for for 40 pages. And the previous issue, I guess, is um, Mystique making a return as well to Uncanny X-Men. We've got Return of the Living Deadpool. We have f- former issues of Wolverine. Sorry, Wolverine's... Uh, as it continues, um, up to issue 20, uh, we've got a new issue of Storm, Powers, the United States of Murder, Inc., annual number one, uh, a weird omnibus, Ultimate Marvel Omnibus, volume one, which has the first seven issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, the first six issues of Ultimate X-Men, the first six issues of Ultimate Fantastic Four, and the first six issues of Ultimates. There's also a Marvel first omnibus for the 1990s, which seems like a giant mistake, considering if you look at some of these books... They're not the greatest first issues, although I think in some ways better than the one that was on the 80s because the 80s one just felt like it was more beginnings of miniseries. Here, again, 
it's it's it feels like you get like a lot of setups and then you don't get to see what happens afterwards like um i mean there's a ton of books here but there's like the first issues of deathlock new warriors fool killer dark hawk sleepwalker x-force x-factor uh terror inc night thrasher for control dark hold pages from the book of sins night stalkers 29 spider-man 2099 venom lethal protector cable deadpool the circle chase thunderstrike gambit War Machine. This is an actual um, Generation X San Diego preview. Fantastic Force. Web of Spider-Man 118, which isn't really a first. I guess it's the first appearance of uh, Scarlet Spider. Uh, X-Men number one. Electro Root of Evil number one. Green Goblin number one. Captain Marvel with Genus number one. Uh, before he got cool a few years later. Uh, much cooler when uh, Peter David was writing him. Uh, Warlock number one. Slingers number zero. Spider-Girl number one, etc., 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 uh, there's an oversized hardcover of uh, Miss Marvel, which has the first 11 issues, um, which if I wasn't already buying the trades and the singles, I'd probably get that. There's a Marvel Masterworks for Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, Volume 1 hardcover with the first 16 issues of that series. Uh, obviously not coincidentally timed to where he's about to become a Netflix star. And late this year, he's going to be on the uh, AKA Jessica Jones series. So it makes sense to kind of be masterworking his uh, material. There's a Marvel's Agent of Carter Season 1 Declassified Slipcase Hardcover. Um, there's the first hardcover for the All-New Captain America Volume 1, which is the first six issues of that series. Uh, for Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, there's the first seven issues of that series. All-New Captain America Fear Him um, collects four issues plus two random issues of Avengers and uh, Captain America from the, from the past. There's a new Captain America epic collection called Streets of Poison by Mark Gruenwald, mostly, uh, which collects Captain America 372 to 386, uh, and annuals 9 to 10. There's uh, an Avengers Millennium trade paperback um, collecting just such such as that. Uh, it's a miniseries called Avengers Millennium number 1 to 4 by Mike Costa and Carmine DJ Domenico, which I don't even remember. Uh, Avengers Time Runs Out, Volume 4, hardcover. Uh, is coming out collecting about three issues of New Avengers and two issues of Avengers. Uh, there's the first trade paperback of Ant-Man. Um, it's kind of timed with the, the movie release. So it's the first five issues of his current ongoing uh, for $15.99. There's Ant-Man, Natural Enemy, Prose Novel Number 1, um, or just Prose Novel. There's a Marvel's Ant-Man Prelude uh, trade paperback collecting the Prelude comic. Uh, there's an Ant-Man uh, Ant Scott Lang trade paperback with some of Scott Lang's earliest appearances. Uh, there's a Marvel Universe Ant-Man Digest, uh, which is reprinting his appearances in the adaptation of um, the comic, uh, the comic adaptation of the Avengers Earth and Mightiest Heroes uh, cartoon. Uh, now we've got all-new X-Men Volume 7, the Utopians premiere hardcover. Uh, there's Guardians 3000, the first trade paperback of that. Deadpool Classic Volume 11. I don't think it's classic anymore when it's pretty modern stuff, but whatever. Uh, there's Deadpool Volume 8 for the current run. Uh, by Jerry Dugan and Brian Bussain. Fantastic Four has their last trade paperback at the moment, which is uh, The End is Forever, collecting 642 to 645. Uh, there's a Thanos vs. Hulk trade paperback, which is collecting the current miniseries, which was originally, I believe, supposed to be a Savage Hulk story. There's the, fir the second um, Silver Surfer trade paperback called Worlds Apart. There's Iron Man Volume 5, Rings of the Mandarin trade paperback. Uh, Amazing X-Men Volume 3, Once in Future Juggernaut story by James Tinian IV, Chris Yeos, Crude Kyle, and Montanero. So a lot of different uh, creators involved there. Unfortunately, the Nightcrawler series is ending, which is unfortunate. And so this particular volume is written by Chris Claremont and Margaret Bennett. Artwork by Todd Nock. Uh, there's Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man Volume 2, Revelations. 
um, which is the current arc, or collects what has been the current arc. Uh, the third trade paperback of Little New Invaders is coming. The third trade paperback of Miss Marvel, collecting issues 11 to 15, sorry, 12 to 15, uh, as well as issue of Shield, Shield number two. Uh, there's the first trade paperback of the current Deathlock run, which I've really been enjoying. There's the Spider Verse um, trade paperback of Spider Woman, which is not that good to be honest. Uh, Wolverine's Volume Two trade paperback is already out, collecting the next five issues. Uh, too bad they couldn't have done what Batman Eternal did, where they just took like 17 issues and gave it to you for like 25 bucks, which is great. Because um, that was more of an enticement to get in. Whereas, you know, just another five issue series, sorry, five issues in a trade for 16 bucks isn't quite the enticement. Uh, Venom by Rick Remender, the complete collection volume one. I, I kind of want to buy this just because I have all the singles and I'd rather trade it up. But the problem is that it's. To buy Rick Remender. So when Remender's run is over, they're just not going to bother collecting it again. Uh, that's what kind of throws me off because it's hard to get these those uh, those books. Uh, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, Classic Volume Three, collecting the '89 series. Um, the Hunt for Professor X, trade paperback from X Men. Uh, I can't believe this is actually coming out. Collecting X- Uncanny X Men 360 to 365, as well as X Men 80 to 84. So this is a lot of what was going on at the late '98, early '99. Uh, as I recently talked about on uh, one of our, our recent episodes, in fact, I think it was one of our last episode, um, or two weeks ago, I guess, it was episode 244, it was our flashback to X-Men 998 Part 2, where we talked about a lot of the issues that are collected in this particular volume. Anyways, that is uh, that is our episode. Those are all the solicitations for May 2015. Super exciting. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting month of comics. Uh, you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Uh, the next episode will be our 250th episode. It should be a special one. Um, there should be a special guest doing a little bit of a discussion with us on um, you know, some comics that I may have loved a long time ago when I was first getting into comics, as well as uh, still writing some current comics that are actually kind of important, depending on how you follow the solicits in Marvel and DC, I will say. Uh, if everything works out, we'll be talking to one of the creators involved with one of the DC books being published in May. That's that's the the only hint you get. Uh, so stick around for episode 250. It'll be coming out next week, probably March 5th or 6th, and it's, it's promising to be a good one. So, Anyways, thank you very much for joining me for, for this episode, and we will catch you next time. I'm Adam Chapman signing off. Bye-bye.